Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. We are now ready for the longest psalm in the book of Psalms and the longest chapter in all the Bible. And I'm speaking, of course, of Psalm 119. Now, this psalm is known as an acrostic. And what does that mean? It means that it follows a particular methodology. When you look there in the original language, you will find that it's broken into 22 different sections. And why 22? Because there are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And every letter has eight verses assigned to it. Now, eight is the number of redemption. It's the number of newness. It's the number of the kingdom. And let me simply say that it uses all the Hebrew letters, and it uses each letter eight times to speak about how the Word of God speaks to us concerning the kingdom and the newness that the kingdom will bring about in God's covenant people, specifically God's new covenant people. And what we're going to do is to go through one letter every week. We can say that differently. We're going to look at eight verses each week, and we'll add a new letter, a new section within the psalm every week. So that means that we're going to spend a total of 22 weeks in Psalm 119. And the beauty of that is this, that we can kind of camp out in this psalm and reflect upon it and read it over and over each of these eight verses that are assigned for each week and really have a great understanding of this significant psalm. And again, there's going to be an emphasis upon the Word of God, or we could say the commandments of God, the statutes of God, the judgments of God, or simply the law of God, the Torah. And all of this is going to be given to us within the context of living a life that is a kingdom life. In other words, this psalm is extremely practical. It teaches us, for example, the benefits of applying the Word of God to our life. And my hope is this. When we conclude this psalm 22 weeks from now, my hope is that we have a greater respect for the Word of God. And I've shared many times in different teachings and in different places. If you were to ask me the question, What is the greatest problem plaguing the believing community today? You know what my answer would be? A lack of respect for the Word of God. We see that in the translations that are being produced 
that they're not at all really committed to the literalness of the word of god secondly we see that people are not being taught the word of god we see that that bible teachers and pastors and rabbis they give stories they tell humorous antidotes they say so much but they do not base their remarks solely upon scripture and with the objective of conveying biblical truth to individuals and when we turn away from biblical truth we're inviting ourselves to be deceived by the enemy and instead of living a kingdom lifestyle we're going to be brought down and brought back into living according to the standards of this world and that is never appropriate for a believer for a redeemed individual by god's grace so let's begin take out your bible look with me to sefer tehillim the book of psalms and psalm 119 again we're going to look at the first eight verses of this psalm all those verses that come under the first letter of the hebrew alphabet and i'm talking about the letter aleph every verse begins with aleph and then next week when we look at the second letter bait all the letters or all the verses begin with the letter bait and that is the nature of what is an acrostic it's tied to the hebrew alphabet let's begin look with me to verse one where it says ashray ashray is a word it's in the plural and it's speaking about those who are blessed and those who are happy we see that there is a relationship between blessing and happiness when you are blessed by god you will know the happiness of the lord you will know joy and more than anything else what our soul that is the real you and the real me seeks is the joy of the lord and we're going to find that there is an inherent relationship between that joy that happiness that blessing and the word of god being applied to our life notice what he says here blessed are the ones and then we have a phrase which means tom this is in the plural but the word tom is a word for blameless it's a word that relates to trusting upon god it's a word that relates to one recognizing in and of himself his or her inadequacy and therefore because they realize that they can't handle their life alone they turn to god and here's the key they turn to god submissively and therefore what he's saying is this those who walk on the way that is blameless that is pure that demonstrates a reliance upon the lord a trusting in him so the ones who are walking in a way that is pure or upright what are they going to have they're going to have happiness they're going to have the blessings of god and notice what it says here they are the ones who are walking how well notice how the psalm or the verse first verse of this psalm ends be torat hashem 
that is in the law or in the Torah of the Lord. I want you to see, and this is a vital thing that we need to never forget, and that is the law or the Torah is inherently tied to the Lord, God Almighty, the one who transcends all things. And because God transcends all things, and that's what that name yud Hey vav what normally is referred to as Hashem, referring to that sacred name of God. God, who transcends all things, is sovereign. He is supernatural. He is without limitations. There are no borders for God. God goes over all things. He's greater than all things. And if we want to know this upright life, if we want to know a blessed life that is in the purity and the blamelessness, we need to walk in the laws of God. Now, that word Torah can be better understood with the word instruction. So in the instruction of the Lord, happy ones are walking. Those who are blessed, they walk in God's instructions. And one of the things we should be praying about consistently in our life is, God, reveal to me, teach me your instructions for my life, that I might know a life that is blessed by you. What does it mean, a blessed life? That word bless has to do with pulling down the presence of God, pulling down the the provision of God, the power of God, and the perspective of God into our life and it's a commitment to submit to god's instructions his laws his commandments that bring that about in our life look at verse two again begins with that same aleph that first letter in the hebrew alphabet and it says blessed are the ones or happy are the ones and then we have a word for for keeping or guarding now usually we have that word lishmore and lishmore means to guard something and the reason why you guard it is because you see it having great value so we have the term in hebrew shomer shabbat one who keeps or guards the shabbat we have the phrase shomer torah the one who keeps or guards the law of god but here we don't have the word shomer we have a different word a synonym and what's very interesting is this this is the same word for in hebrew the term christian it's notsri is a christian and a christian according to the hebrew language is one that sees great value in the instructions of god therefore because he values god's instructions he is going to guard them keep them what does that mean he is going to implement them in his life now here it says happy are the ones who keep and here's the next word his testimonies now it's interesting that the law of god which consists of the commandments of god which are the instructions of god are called testimonies it's from the word meaning bear witness and why are they called by that term very simply it is when we guard and that we see as great value the commandments of god 
as we keep them apply them to our life of course today being led by the holy spirit not according to the letter of the law because we have no temple today there's many things that are impossible to be done today in this age because there is no temple there's other reasons as well but when we walk in the righteousness of the law as paul commands us in romans 8 4 we are going to be bearing witness we are going to be testifying and what are we testifying of god's faithfulness god's response so it says here blessed are the ones who are keeping his his testimonies and with all the heart and this is a significant statement it's a word of commitment and with all the heart they seek him now what do we learn here a very valuable principle if i ask you the question are you seeking him meaning are you seeking god are you seeking messiah in your life you would probably say yes i am well how is that done practically speaking well the message is this it is only when you are keeping guarding seeing as value these testimonies from god which relate to his commands his statutes his judgments only when we are keeping them can we expect that that we're truly someone that god's going to recognize as seeking with all our hearts him so how do you seek god with all your heart you apply his statutes his testimonies what his word bears witness to to our life this is what he's telling us in verse verse two look now to verse three we have the word af which in this case can be even or also so in addition to what we learn god's going to teach us something beyond that he says not functioning did not function and it's in the past which speaks about in a wholeness in a complete manner in totality and it speaks here about one in fact it's in the plural those who did not function or behave how according to his or according to iniquity according to that which is unrighteous unlawful so one who is seeking god with all of their heart it is going to be one that also does not function does not act does not behave with iniquity or injustice or unrighteousness what does he do but in his ways they walk so in the way of god and what this psalm is doing and we'll see this more and more this psalm is teaching us how to walk in his ways and not just how to do it but also the benefits thereof god is a faithful god the bible says god cannot lie so what he's teaching us here about walking in his ways he's promising that if we do that we are going to reap the benefits of that behavior now look at verse 4 where he says you and this is referring to hashem the lord god almighty you have commanded and many bibles will say have commanded us but if you have a good bible that's in italicize it doesn't say that says 
you have commanded and what has god commanded well we have a different word the word for it's a different word for an instruction a charge an assignment or a commandment and he says here you have commanded your charges your instructions your assignments to keep and the implication is to keep all of those instructions those charges to us and then it ends with a very interesting word word meod now meod simply means very it can also be understood in many uh, verses with the concept of exceedingly so you and if we look at this passage it says you have commanded your assignments for for them to be kept exceedingly now what this verse is all about if you look at the rabbinical commentators what they will tell you is this this word meod gives great significance to the assignments of god and if you are a believer you are saved by god's grace you have received the gospel realize something you are on assignment and we are called to do the assignments of god in an exceedingly great manner meaning to be fully committed passionate to that so it says meod very in a very strong way in a very committed way keep the the charges the assignments the instructions of god now move to verse 5. verse 5 has a unique construction it has the word later on the second word in this verse is a word for for they will establish and here what it's saying this first word achalai it's hard to understand what that word is it's un of uh, in uh, it's from an unknown uh source the origin of that word i looked in the rabbinical commentators and they say this is how to understand it which means this i will seek or request from the lord his ways and the implication is his ways to be the correct ways of my life i will seek his create correct ways in order to apply them to my life why what's the benefit of that that those who do so their life will be established so we want god's correct ways his instructions his assignments his call upon our life we want those things to be established and not just that we want them but that we seek god we request from god that these things be established his ways in our life and why well we want them established in order that we keep and we keep his statutes now we want his ways to be established in our life so the outcome of that is that we are keeping his statutes or his laws it's a word here chok and what's interesting about this word chok is that it's a law it is a a custom of a people for society or in culture meaning what that society and here we're talking about a kingdom society what that kingdom society sees as correct 
sees as what should be the normalness of a people god's people so we are going to keep his statutes they are going to be what's normal for us they are going to be what is our new culture as belonging to the kingdom of god look now to verse six he says then and this means in light of this behavior of light of this type of commitment he says then i will not be ashamed here's the principle when i am committed to the statutes of god god's judgments his uh uh commandments when i'm uh, when i'm committed to that they will not lead me into shame but be assured of something every time that you set aside the command of god his instruction his charge his assignment every time you say no to god you are saying yes to shame being placed upon you now being ashamed of something it is humiliating it is a terrible feeling it is the exact opposite of joy and what the psalmist is telling us is this you're going to be walking in a direction and that direction either either is to joy or it's to being ashamed there's no position in between you are either going to be committed to the instructions of god that lead to joy leads to happiness leads to the blessings of god and leads to god's provision in your life in the fullest sense his power his provision to sustain us and help us to overcome the attacks of the enemy so he says look again at at verse 6 then in light of keeping the statutes of god then i will not be ashamed when i look and this word for look is an unusual one it means to look intently or carefully at something and here's the the truth of the matter let's finish the verse when i look intently to all of your commandments now one of the purposes of studying the law and by the way you should be studying the law of god let me say that differently you should be studying the commandments of god and the commandments of god and paul teaches this this is my words but this is paul's instructions to us when when i study the law i find how unrighteous i behave that i make poor decisions when i lean on my own understanding left to myself so studying the law will will show me my need to repent and agree with god and how to turn towards god and turning towards god is not just a desire that's that initiates it but turning towards god is when i begin to apply his word his instruction his commandments his statutes unto my life that is bearing fruit worthy of repentance so he says here then when i look intently or carefully at all your commandments he says i won't be ashamed if indeed 
I am keeping, guarding, seeing as valuable and significant God's instruction to me. And what am I going to do when that is my testimony, when I am committed to the things that God has commanded me to do? Well, he says, I will give thanks to you. So anyone who applies God's instructions and are committed to God's assignments on our life, when we are committed to that, he says, I will give thanks to you in the uprightness of a heart meaning with an upright heart i will give thanks to you also when i study when i am learning your and hear this righteous judgments i want to suggest to you something and that is when we talk about the judgment of god we should always remember that term righteous as in the righteous judgment of god now we see that in the book of revelation we see that here we see it many places that god's judgment is is told to us within the context of righteousness why it is god's judgment that puts things in his order and god's order is a righteous order what does that mean god's righteous order which is the outcome of his judgment manifests his glory there is an inherent relationship between god's judgment and god's glory being manifested and for the kingdom to come god's judgment prophetically we learn this principle god's judgment has to come first so he speaks here i will give thanks to you with an upright heart when i learn your righteous judgments well let's look at the last verse verse 8 he says your statutes i will keep and here again we can find a benefit from keeping god's statutes what he prescribes for us what he says should be our cultural norms don't learn it from society learn it from the word of god and when you are walking in the anointing of the holy spirit you are going to be manifesting the kingdom culture you're going to be showing that kingdom righteousness that kingdom glory to others and that's why he says verse 8 our last verse and your statutes i will keep it's a word eshmore again that word lishmore is a word of acknowledging value you keep something you guard something because you see value and significance in it so let me ask you a question god's statutes do you really see them as valuable unto you and they should be why because it's god's statutes what he prescribes to us to do to keep to acknowledge in our life to bear witness to it's those things that bring us closer to him and isn't that a valuable thing the statutes of god teach us reveal to us how to draw close to him and there's not a better location than being in the presence of god and what this psalm is going to teach us as we go through it over the next 22 weeks we are going to see how the word of god let's be more precise 
the law of God, the statutes of God, the commandments of God, the testimonies of God, how they should be utilized in one's life. And we're going to learn the benefits thereof. So he says, and here's a great benefit, your statutes I will keep. And then he says, do not forsake me. It is because of obedience to the word of God that we have a promise that God will not forsake us or abandon us, that God is going to remain with us, being active in our life. When we are committed to actively applying his instruction to our life, God's not going to leave us. God's not going to forsake us. He is going to be actively involved in our life. And notice how this this last verse, verse 8, concludes where it says, odd, meaning until or to the extent of, and then we have the word that we encountered earlier, the word me'od. So God will not forsake me, and he will not do so. And the point is, unto exceedingly meaning, He will not abandon me, and he is going to be exceedingly careful with me, close to me. He is going to be greatly involved with me. And all of that comes about when we are wise enough, when we are humble enough, when we are trusting enough, we can say it this way, when we are faithful enough to apply his word to our life. What do we learn in this psalm? A person who wants God actively involved in their life is going to be highly, exceedingly, very committed to God's assignments, what God wants from us, how he wants us to live, how he wants us to behave, what he wants us to esteem as valuable and precious and important. What this psalm teaches us and it's a kingdom-based psalm, is that the word of God, the commandments of God, the laws of God, the statutes, the precepts of God, his judgments are all integrally related for the believer to apply them to our life if we're going to express and receive the outcome of God's presence in our circumstances, in our lives, in our families, in our business, in every aspect of our life. So this journey that we're beginning today is an exciting one. It's a one that's going to inform us on how God expects his people to live. And really the question that you have to answer right now is this. Am I going to be a person that values the instructions of God? Or am I going to be foolish and faithless and reject his instructions and do it my way? Be assured, your way is a way of disaster. Your way is a way of destruction. Your way is going to be a lonely and painful way that you ought not take. Do it God's way. Go on his way And you're going to be amazed that when you are committed to his instruction, how God is actively involved in your life. Now, let me conclude by this. You may not hear from God. You may not see God. You may not experience any of these feelings 
that yes, I sense and feel that God is with me. You don't have to experience that. But believe God is. God is faithful to his word. You don't have to hear from him. You don't have to see him. If you are committed to his instruction, you are going to reap the benefits of God's presence in your life. Believe that he's there. Because when you are committed to his precepts, his statutes, he will not abandon you. And he will be close to you in an exceedingly great manner. That is our God. Well, I'll close with that until next week. And we begin the second eight verses of this wonderful psalm. Until then, may God's shalom be upon you. Shalom from Israel. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Shalom from Israel.